Own Your Creativity, Episode 12. If you spend two hours a night watching television, well, that's 14 hours a week. You could, you could write a book in three months with that time. You're listening to the Own Your Creativity podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Johnston. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Own Your Creativity podcast. I'm really excited today because we have Jeff Hughes here, and he is the founder and MD of Madhouse Media Publishing. He's a passionate advocate of indie ebook publishing and also blogs regularly about writing, creativity, and the business of independent publishing. You can check out his blog at madhousemedia.com.au. Jeff is also host of the podcast, The Ebook Revolution, where he regularly talks to writers, publishers, and marketers about how to write, get published, and make a difference. You can find his podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and on his website, but I've got him in the studio right now. Welcome, Jeff. Hello, Elizabeth. I'm glad to be invited. Thank you. I'd love to turn the mic over to you and have you elaborate a little bit more on what you do and maybe give us a little glimpse into your personal life in terms of your creativity and what you do. Madhouse Media is help authors publish that they they would like to publish an ebook. I help them with done done for you services um, to make that happen. And what does that mean, done for you services? <laughs> Well, uh, I'll give you a for instance. The most fun project I had last year was um, with a writer called Mary Egan and um, she came to me to help her self-publish her first book, which is a children's book aimed at the tweeners market, I think, you know, between you know, uh, 10 to 13. It's a book called Tale of a Barefoot Tomboy and um, it was just such a wonderful project. I mean, it's a fairly, fairly dark tale based on an experience uh, Mary had um, when she was a child. Mm-hmm. Growing up in British Columbia, and uh, she was a bit of a tomboy. Oh, so she's Canadian. Yeah. Well, Canadian, and she moved to Australia for work. She was a senior telecommunications manager at Telstra and Optus here in Australia, and um, she always has written. And the last five years or so, she decided to do something about it, so she did some creative writing courses in Sydney, and um, this was a book that came out of that. And basically, it's a story of a, a young girl, Stevie, who's eight years old. She's a bit of a tomboy, and she's playing, and a couple pull up in a a car and kidnap her. Oh my goodness. And um, take her to a cabin. And they mistakenly think she's a boy because of her overalls and her, uh, and her hair. So Stevie overhears them fighting about this. Uh-huh. And they have her locked in a room. And then she decides she's got to escape because um, it sounds like they're going to get rid of her somehow. So St- Stevie uses her tomboy skills to find her way home. Oh, wow. Back into British Columbia. For- uh huh. It's just a wonderful adventure story. So, um, yeah, we, we had that edited and laid out and uh, commissioned a, a wonderful Bulgarian artist to do the cover and launched that on Amazon KDP and um, managed to get it number one oh. in its uh, free promotion period, then then number one again um, on paid da- downloads. And so yeah, it's been a successful. If any of your listeners would like to have a look, just, just pop on Amazon and search Mary Egan and you'll find the book, Pale of a Barefoot Tomboy. Yeah. From that, um, Mary was approached by a Canadian animation company who expressed interest in turning it into a series. Wow. So, so this, this shows the power yeah. of just taking hold of your creativity and not waiting to be tapped on the shoulder by somebody else. So Mary took action 
she, now that it's out there, she's building a platform around that uh, yeah. blog and website, and she's working on the next one. There's going to be a series of Stevie's adventures as a tomboy. Wow, what an inspiring story. Yeah, it's nice when it comes together like that. So what is your definition of creativity for yourself? It's a good question. The definition for creativity to me is making something out of thin air that entertains, informs or connects in some way. And that can be art, music, writing. I have a good friend who's a cabinet maker. He's just an extraordinary artist with wood. So, so creativity can take all sorts of aspects and how does it manifest in your life? Can you give us an example? Well, creativity in my life focuses around what I'm trying to do with my business. So there's a, a regularly blog and, as you know, podcasts and <laughs> podcasting yes. is a, sort of a creative outlet. I find, you know, for example, creating the podcast was a great, great lot of fun. But also I'm a musician, played in bands and various duos and things for years. And um, What instrument do you play? I play guitar and sing and I quite like... Um, like Roots, Blues, and ah, John Hyatt. Right. So there's a couple of local open mic nights, a couple of bars around town, and uh, I've been enjoying uh, singing, singing a couple of sets and doing it solo. So that's a, it's another creative outlet. It is. So when you think about your relationship with creativity, has there been a time in your life where you were disconnected to your creativity, and what was that like for you? Oh, definitely. Um, my initial working life, I used to be an electrician and uh, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do when I left school. And my father was an electrician, so it's just part of least resistance. But I was. No pun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just realised I made a pun. <laughs> so I had that life for a while and I was also playing music professionally. And the creative outlet was writing and performing rock music. But, you know, my day job was an electrician and there's always a big disconnect there with being creative creative and earning money and I was mm -hmm. always very unhappy about it um yeah and I think what hit bottom for me I suppose answering your question is being in a position literally crawling under floors tacking up electrical cable and um just thinking there's, there's got to be some other life <laughs> some some way I can connect more with my creativity and so what was the, the moment where things started to turn around for you or like a big moment or or maybe it was a series of small moments that led to that change so that you did lead a more creative life? Oh, the big change for me was just deciding to go back to university and I enrolled, I completed my leaving certificate because I left high school early and I'm talking like 30, 20 years ago. So I was able to enroll in a Bachelor of Arts Communication Studies, which featured creative writing, uh, screenwriting and uh, video production. Mm -hmm. So um, that just changed my life completely. How so? Oh, well, I was able to engage fully in the creative side of me. Like I'd, I'd always wanted to write um, and I was writing. I was a great creative writing teacher, John Hughes. There was some <clears throat> truly inspiring tutors and lecturers at uh, this course at the University of Newcastle. And um, some great alumni sprung out of that writing course. There's an Australian writer, Steve Toltz. He was uh, one of my fellow students. And he was just a, you know, a bit of a 20-something slacker. But uh, I can remember in the writing, creative writing course, Steve would always pull something out of his bum, which would just make you, your jaw drop. <laughs> 
the talent of it is effort. And um, I remember I, ha- I hadn't heard from him since graduation and uh, used to wonder what happened to Steve. One, one day I picked up the Sydney Morning Herald in the Saturday edition. They have a, a colour supplement called Good Weekend and on the cover Steve Tolts. Oh, oh, there he is. And uh, he'd been nominated for the Booker Prize. His first novel, which took him 10 years to write. But um, So, um, yeah, it was just a, a wonderful period of my life. So we come now to the part of the show called the Creative Surge segment, and these are just short question answers. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, the best advice. Uh, creative advice? Yeah. I'll start with the best advice. My nana once told me, never eat anything bigger than your head, and I think that's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the best creative advice, of, again, back through my days studying communication and media, one of the uh, lecturers in video production and screenwriting was Richard Tipping, and uh, he's an accomplished artist in his own right. But he advised to keep a scrapbook for story ideas. Like if you see something in the news or media, write it down, and after a while you'll see your own interests emerge out of that scrapbooking and i found i've always done it so um <clears throat> i'm like a bowbird for story ideas um because you just see some bizarre stuff in the newspapers sometimes <laughs> and <you'll see. laughs> it's um i used to keep a physical scrapbook i cut clippings out of newspapers but now i just do it digitally with evernote and um get some fantastic ideas I, um i was reading online in the guardian the other day and there was a story about a 72 year old austrian man who committed suicide by he'd cut off his wife's head oh my goodness put it in concrete then tied the concrete block with the head in it to his leg and jumped in the lake <laughs> now if that doesn't suggest some backstory to the writer in you i don't know what time. wow yeah <laughs> so can you share one of your personal habits that contributes to your creative success definitely goal setting i'm not big on new year's resolutions <laughs> But I do like to, and that's one reason I went to, went to Bali just before Christmas, is to think about what I've achieved in 2015 and what I want to achieve in 2016. And um, I think by just setting concrete, tangible goals and then working towards them, you, you can actually reach those goals if you just keep it simple to two or three. Um, don't overcomplicate things, but um, that, that's much more powerful than just making a New Year's resolution. But I think yeah. each year you've, you've got to try to move on personally, um, grow personally, grow creatively, uh, grow in your business. So Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so important to exteriorize those goals. You know, it's one thing to think it. It's another thing to say it to a friend. But, you know, really, I think the only way that you're going to achieve those goals is if you write them down and break them down into the steps, you know, and, and follow it, That's you know, it. a little, little one, you know, bite-sized lumps. <laughs> That's it. I, my method is one, once you agree with yourself on <clears throat> what those goals are is actually give them a deadline. Yeah. And then work backwards from the deadline. So, I mean, uh, another job I've had in the past is a project manager. So um, you, you sort of become adept at seeing everything as a project and just b- breaking it down into milestones and chunks and an actionable timeline. And um, right. project management methods, methodology can be used for anything, really creative. Yeah. Pursuits, um, like I've, I've made television commercials, uh, music videos, so it's applicable to that. Yeah. Connects to your definition of creativity, which is to make something out of thin air. And the only way to make something out of thin air is to have a plan. <laughs> That's it. And a lot of people who want to be creative, they think, oh, how, how do I go about that? Well, it's, um, it's a process. 
you've, you've still got to turn up and do the work. Yeah. So who inspires you to be creative? What person? Uh, good question. It varies. It varies. There's probably no particular person that inspires me, but I'm inspired by all artists and um, everybody that creates something. So if I read a great book, I'm in, inspired by that writer. If it's a particular genre, that writer might in, inspire me to read more in that genre and maybe try try that genre myself. Like I'm, I'm a great fan of classic literature, and but I'm also a great fan of just page-turning, turn your brain off. <laughs> My, my my guilty pleasure is uh, Lee, Lee Child, Jack Reacher. I mean, it is, it's just action-packed, economic prose, and, you know, you, you just keep turning the page. But um, but I do enjoy literature as well. Like I've been rereading Geraldine Brooks' um, Year of Wonders, which is set in the 1666 plague in, in London. So I find inspiration everywhere. I think it's so important to be diverse and wide in your activities not just always reading in the one genre but like you you know you're you're reading in multiple different types of books uh, genres you're you know reading the newspaper and and I think it's important to have that uh, diversity I think it's really useful for creativity I agree totally what is your favorite work of art one of the things I I do I I volunteer as a gallery attendant down the local art gallery oh lovely here, which is um, the Glasshouse Art Gallery at uh, Port Macquarie. Uh-huh. And if people, <laughs> if you want to check it out online, I think it's glasshouse.org.au. But it's just a, such a wonderful gallery space. And the current exhibition is a, a Newcastle artist called Chris Langlois. And um, they're large-scale photorealistic images of clouds and storms. And it's just phenomenal. It's a privilege to spend time in this space because normally when you go to see an art exhibition, you'll just walk in and out. But um, I get to go there a few hours every week and just sit in there and really have a look at some of this artwork and let it sort of speak to you. But um, extraordinary detail. Wow, very cool. So do you have a favourite quote that inspires you and what is it? Um, I have a few. Could I have more than one? Sure, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll, I'll end with two. Okay. Actually, three. Okay. <laughs> it's hard It's hard to pin down. <laughs> One quote I love is by a thriller pulp writer called Jim Thompson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No, I haven't heard of him. He was a, a pulp crime writer in the 40s and 50s and largely unheralded in his life. And he had a, a sad sort of life and ending. But um, he's largely re- rediscovered and rehabilitated in the 80s. And it's just amazing writing. You would have heard of a film called The Grifters. Yes. Well, that that was a Jim Thompson story. Oh, my goodness. But he, his quote, and it pertains to the, the thriller genre, which I'm trying to get a handle on, there's only one plot. Things are not as they seem. <laughs> I just love that. That is great. <laughs> and, of course, my second favourite quote is from Stephen King, and this quote, which every writer should stick on their wall to remind you to be sparse. The road to hell is paved with adverbs. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> and my final quote, um, which I love the most, is Douglas Adams. You you know Douglas Adams? Yes, yes. Author of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> I love deadlines. I love the whooshing sound they make as they fly by. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can um, I can attain to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can too. <laughs> That's wonderful. 
Well, it's been marvelous speaking with you. And I wonder, just before we go, if you have any last words for our audience, uh, words of advice or, or anything. Well, uh, for your audience, um, want to own their creativity, um, to give you a bit of a plug there. I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, just, just don't be shy. Like, um, don't think that you can't do it. If you want to write, be creative, go and do it. You shouldn't let people tell you you can't do it. If you have a burning desire to create something, then create it because you'll be much happier creating in the act of creation um, than just thinking, oh, I'd like to do that one day. Maybe when I retire, I'll, I'll write a book or paint a picture. Well, you might be dead before you retire. <laughs> you retire. <laughs> if you, the time to do it's now. And my other bit of advice would be if you say to yourself, I don't have time, I've got such a busy life, I say bollocks to that. Me too. <laughs> if, if you want to create something, we've all got 24 hours in a day and it's just how you use them. And um, if, you, if you've got ideas of being creative and you're just plopped in front of the um, television in your underpants eating cheese well <laughs> you, yeah. you're never going to get creative you turn that turn that thing off it's a time killer like if you yes if you spend two hours a night watching television well that's 14 hours a week you know oh my goodness you could you could write a book in three months without time you know yeah so it's it's just, that really puts it into perspective yeah just get out and do it <laughs> all right as, on that note Thank you so much, Jeff. Have a great 2016. You too, Elizabeth. It's been great fun. Thanks for having me on the show. And if I can just put a plug in at the end, if any listeners want to um, pop over to my blog at Madhouse Media, that's www.madhousemedia.com.au. And you can find a link to the podcast on that as well. And thank you for being here. It was so interesting to speak with Jeff Hughes, Managing Director of Madhouse Media, about creativity. As you heard, he is really big on approaching creativity like a project manager. Choose a project, set an end date, and then go for it. But he also is an advocate for being courageous and pursuing your dreams. In his words, don't be shy. Just do it. So listeners, do you have projects that you are putting off to when you retire or some distant time in the future? What are those creative goals you have that are shivering in the dark? After listening to Jeff today, do you think you could now find the time in your busy schedule for your creativity? If you're ready to make changes to own your creativity, but just need some help in figuring out how to make that happen, go to my website and book some time with me to discuss how you can own your creativity. Next week, I'll be talking to my longtime friend and colleague, Marnie McGuire. We met in university while we were doing our BA in creative writing and have remained close friends since. Marnie is the co-author of Picture Perfect, the story of Black's photography, which was published by the oldest independent publishing house in Canada, Goose Lane Editions. An independent spirit herself, she will soon unleash her latest work, A Lick of Fire, a novel in zine art form, and we'll hear more about that next week. Until then, own your creativity! Oh, 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 oh,